Broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Welcome to the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Schuler, and this is my show, Topically Yours. Well, you know, I'm not much of a dancer, but I was listening to the music of my guest today, Oscar Hernandez, who is the leader of the world-renowned and Grammy Award-winning Spanish Harlem Orchestra. And you know, I couldn't help but get my hips a-swaying. The Spanish Harlem Orchestra is a master at playing salsa and jazz music, music that is sure to get anyone on the dance floor. A pianist, arranger, producer, and music director, Oscar Hernandez led the Spanish Harlem Orchestra into a Grammy nomination for their first CD. Now, I'm not a Spanish speaker, so I I ask for forgiveness if I mispronounce this in advance. But his first CD was On Gran Dia and El Barrio. And United We Swing, those were his uh, Grammy nominations. But he also led the Spanish Harlem Orchestra into a Grammy win for the CD Across 110th Street and for Viva La Tradición. Not only did um, Mr. Hernandez serve as Ruben Blades' pianist, also a ranger and musical director, he has had a long and distinguished musical career recording and performing with such world-renowned artists as Latin music king Tito Puente, the Queen of Salsa, Celia Cruz, 
uh, Latin star Julio Inglesa, Juan Luis Barrera, Ray Barreto, who, who actually I had an interview with at one time, and what a lovely interview he did give me. Earl Klug, Dave Valentine, Johnny Piseco, Ishmael Miranda, Pete Conde, Rodriguez, Oscar de Leon, Luis Perico Ortez, Libre, Grupo Folk Oloro Experimento Cologne, and Kirsty McCall, among others. Well, that said, Mr. Hernandez and the Spanish Harlem Orchestra, who are celebrating their 15th anniversary, will be appearing at Lehman Center for the Performing Arts, located at 250 Bedford Park Boulevard West in the Bronx, on Saturday, October 28th at 8 p.m., where he'll be sharing the stage with uh, another group, which is the Electo, which is Electo Riva and his Charangon. I hope I said that correct. Electo Riva and his Charangon. Well, uh, those that want tickets, uh, be sure that you uh, get them for Saturday, October 28th at 8 p.m. And you can call the Lehman Center box office at 718-960-8833 or go online at www.lehmancenter.org. And if you love Latin music, this show is sure to show you. This show is sure to be a show you don't want to miss. And that's what I mean. You don't want to miss this show. Well, I have uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Hernandez in, in the wings. So why don't I give him a greeting? So welcome to the show, Mr. Hernandez. Hi, Deidre. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I hope I didn't mispronounce some of these names. Sorry about that. You did, but but I'm happy to help you along with that. First of all, thank you so much for the invitation of sharing a little bit of time with you and your listeners. And, uh, yeah, Saturday, October 28th, it's uh, one of the best. It, it's a historic uh, concert, actually, because it's the best of Cuba and the best of New York City one night, two of the best musical ensembles that you're going to hear of our style of music. And uh, from Cuba, it's Elito Reve y su Charangón. For people familiar with that style of music, they're going to hear, they, those guys are amazing. Uh, and for those of you uh, who know Spanish Harlem Orchestra, which is where I come in, wow. I mean, I'm so proud of the legacy that we have set for the last 15 years with two Grammys won and four Grammy nominations and having traveled the world with the band. It's one of the finest music ensembles of any kind of music you're going to hear. So uh, I certainly invite the people, October 28th, Saturday, Lehman Performing Arts Center, which is a great venue. It's in the heart of the Bronx. Um, mm-hmm. it's oh, by the way, it's at place. 250 Bedford Park West. For those that don't know the location, it's 250 Bedford Park West Boulevard in the Bronx. It's the Upper Bronx, uh, North Bronx, and uh, Northwest Bronx. It's a uh, place very familiar for me because I grew up in the Bronx my whole life and 
Um, it's a great university and it's a great performing arts center for those people who have been there. Well, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't been there, uh, certainly pay a visit to this beautiful venue. And on that night, you're going to hear fireworks coming from that stage. Uh, I guarantee you in a good way. Uh, great well, it music. Sounds exciting. Top notch musicianship. Uh, and exciting to know and Deirdre. So, um, can't, well, can't, I'll be uh, there. <laughs> well, so you'll witness it in person, and you're gonna come up to me at the end, go like, "Wow, thank you. You were you were right, Oscar. You can call me Oscar, by the way. Um, thank and you. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and to you and all your listeners. And and uh, uh, is it is is it Blake? I, they had written Blake Radio, but that's it. Blake Radio is an internet show that goes all over the world, so everybody will be listening, hopefully. And if not now, they'll listen later in the archive. Well, great. But tell uh, me about yourself. Those... You know, you you. How did you get started? In I know that you you just said that you were raised in the Bronx. And but tell me about how you got started in 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 the business of the music. For me, I say it was divine intervention, Deirdre, because I grew up in a family of 11 children in the South Bronx. And nobody, none of my uncles, aunts, grand, grandparents, nobody to be seen a musician. But I got started, started playing trumpet. And at 14, somebody gave me a piano. They gave us a piano. Wow. Lo and behold, and uh, it was... Uh, I, again, divine intervention. God saying, hey, this is what you're going to be doing. This is what you're meant to be doing the rest of your life. Here I am now, 50-something years later, having traveled the world. Having, I'm a three-time Grammy winner. Uh, having mm-hmm. been blessed to play with so many amazing musicians. And it started for me at 14. And by the time I was wow. 17, I was already playing uh, professionally and may, earning a living and starting to travel. Uh, so were you self-taught, I, or you, or, or you had a teacher? Well, I was originally self-taught, but the truth of the matter is, is that the education that I got early on as a music, musician, playing with so many amazing musicians, is an education you can't even buy, you know, at the best universities. So, I was very fortunate, and subsequently, I went and got a degree in music at City College uh, of New York, uh, but. My education was already uh, had already been formed by then, because I was playing with some of the top-notch bands of those days. Um, so, uh, and people could look it up. They could look up Oscar Hernandez Music dot com or, or Spanish Harlem Orchestra dot com to find out more information about who I am and what I've done, and how fortunate and blessed I am to be uh, the musician that I am all these years later, having. Uh, traveled all over the world. Spanish Harlem Orchestra has performed in such places as, as Russia, the Sydney Opera House in Australia, Israel, Hong Kong, Japan, uh, Southeast Asia, just about every single country in Europe, not to mention many of the performing arts centers here in the United States as well, as well as Latin America. So we've been blessed to be able to do what we do uh, and I grew up at a time, Deirdre, when uh, the development of Latino 
culture was in its full-fledged development, which was the 1960s and 70s in New York City. So, and the legacy of our music stems back from the 40s, 50s, and 60s in New York, but the 70s being the heyday of the music with uh, Fania Records, which is the equivalent of, like, say, Motown in Latin music, one of the most prolific uh, recording companies that has ever existed in the history of music. They were putting out uh, probably about 10 CDs a month, 10 records a month at that time. So Hi. I grew up in that era, and uh, uh, we have our own royalty, people such as Tito Puente, Machito, oh, yeah. Tito Rodriguez, Celia Cruz, Celia Cruz, uh, uh, Israel Lopez Cachao. There's uh, so many yeah. people: Ray Barreto, Ruben Blades, Hector Lavoe, Willie Colon. So many people that have been part of the history of this music that uh, I feel proud to be upholding that tradition very. Can you work with most of them, right? I've been fortunate to work with just about everybody I mentioned right now. Uh, so uh, in some capacity, whether it be recording, traveling, musical directing, arranging, I think I've worked with everybody I mentioned. So for me, I've been blessed, and God has given me the opportunity now 15 years to have my own band uh, through Spanish Harlem Orchestra. And Did you, like did you, said, form, you, you form you, that? When no, did actually, you form it wasn't that? my idea. I didn't. Oh, okay. Tell me it about was that. A, it was a, um, a gentleman who was a record producer. He wasn't a musician, but he had gotten a deal with Warner Brother Records to produce a record with a certain concept, and he was very much entrenched in Latin music. So he called me. This was the year 2000. And Warner Brothers, we went, and, and we discussed the project. I put all the musical aspects together. I did the arrangements, uh, I put the musicians together, we went into the studio, recorded it, and Warner Brothers, after a year and a half, dropped the, re- dropped the project, they put it in the can, so to speak. He wound up selling the, uh, the recording to a small label, uh, to a friend of his named Ropa Dope Records. They put the record out in the year 2002. Lo and behold, the record got nominated for a Grammy, and since then, I formed the band. No, it, the first record was nominated. It didn't win. Our second record won the Grammy. So, so that was across uh, 110th Street? That's correct. And since then, the year 2000, I've had the band now 15 years. And what can I tell you? It's, it's, it was my, it's my mission in life, so to speak, you know, a mission that goes beyond the actual music. And the mission is for me is to uphold the tradition and the great legacy and history of what our music is through uh, what we do musically and through what we do in terms of exposing and educating the people to the history and culture of our music. Well, are you attracting a a young crowd? Are they interested in in the tradition of of Latin music, uh, jazz and salsa? Are are younger band members coming in? Well, the truth is, yeah, we, we, it's a challenge, no doubt, because nowadays, you know, new generations are function differently from the generations that I grew up in, and now they're exposed to so much music 
and they're so saturated with so much music, and a lot of it is not really good music in my estimation and a lot of other people's estimation. But So it's become a challenge, so to speak. But nevertheless, um, we have a cross-section of audiences. We have older people, we have middle-aged people, and interspersed, there are always some young people. But uh, I have a couple of new young man, band members that are simply amazing musicians and gives me hope that we're in good hands for the future with some of the young musicians that I've been seeing. So uh, we're still, you know, part of what we do is educate. Uh, I, I'm fortunate to go to different universities and have workshops and clinics uh, mm, with good. the band as well and, and educate the people to what our music is about and the history of it and the importance of it. So, And not only that, but when people hear the band live, they just simply go, wow. It's, a, it's an amazing experience because they hear top-notch musicianship. They hear the artistic perspective of what our music is. It's obviously dance music, but for us, Deidre, it's a lot more than just dance music. You know, it's an art form. And I was we about to say, it's a culture lightly. on itself. In itself, it's a culture, it's a history uh, of Latino music. Would you say a lot of that came straight out of Africa as well? The rhythms, the, the music, the the uh, instruments? Well, certainly you can trace the origins uh, to Africa, the rhythms, no doubt. But mainly the, the history of the music is Afro-Cuban. So uh, right. Afro-Cuban, Afro-Cuban music uh, had a huge influence uh, all over the world, but mainly in New York in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So, and it developed in its own unique way, not only in New York, but it's the Caribbean and Puerto Rico. It developed in its own unique way, Th- that, uh, that aspect of, the, the, uh, of where it came from, you know, where it originated from. It evolved in its own way in New York City and in the Caribbean. And subsequently, they put the name Salsa on it, which, you know, the old timers were very much against. But it serves as a really commercial uh, uh, positive term because people can identify uh, with you know well, a lot of aspects of the spice. music. I think of it when you say yeah. salsa as having a lot of spice. Yeah, that that's certainly an image that is created in a lot of people's mind, and that's a good thing. For us, yeah. uh, the bottom line is that we're educating and turning people onto the music. This day and age of music that was you know originated 60, 70 years ago. Uh, even you can trace the beginnings even further back than that. But for us, um, it's really a cool thing in terms of uh, the origins of the music to be able to, you know, uh, make people aware of, of what the music is about. But when you speak of the origins, I would say it's, it's mostly Afro-Cuban based and it developed in its own unique way in New York City and the Caribbean, mainly Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic and Obviously, Cuba, you know, they developed it in their own way as well. As uh, well, time, friends tell uh, me progressed. that Tito Puente had people dancing in the street. Well, Tito Puente was certainly one of the pioneers, you know, in the 40s and 50s and 60s of somebody who he was a Juilliard graduate, but also had his heartbeat and his pulse of the people in the street. So uh, mm-hmm. certainly, and he's considered the king of Latin music. So certainly, Tito is a person that was a key figure and he's our royalty you know in jazz you have duke ellington you have count basie you have so many other people 
Well, we have our own royalty, and Tito's part of it, Celia mm-hmm. Cruz is part of it, Machito. Oh, yeah. You know, people uh, interested in the music, go look up Machito, 1947. Kenya is one of the best Latin jazz, Afro-Cuban albums you're going to hear in the history of our music. Tito wow. Rodriguez, and later on, people such as Eddie Palmieri, Ray Barreto, and oh, a host yeah. of others who were an important part of formulating this music. Well, you had a, a Latin jazz quintet. Do you still Do you still perform with them? Yeah, I have a Latin jazz quintet. It's called Oscar Hernandez and Alma Libre. The name of the album is called The Art of Latin Jazz. It just came out about uh, six months ago, and it's getting great reviews and great recognition. I'm really proud of that as well. People could look it up on Amazon, iTunes, and whatever else and find it. It's called Oscar Hernandez, The Art of Latin Jazz. Uh, it has 10 original compositions of mine. Uh, and it's a small group. It's a quintet as opposed to Spanish Harlem Orchestra, but it's an op- another opportunity for me as a musician to put my stamp on on, uh, on our music in my own unique way and, uh, and with my own personal touch and own personal perspective, which now close to 47 years later, it comes with a, a real sense of validity and strength, and uh, I feel uh, it's it's a comes from a real genuine place. So I'm really proud of that as well, Deirdre. Well, if you don't mind, I want to play one of your songs, uh, La Salsa Dura. Did I say that right? Yeah, La Salsa Dura means the hardcore salsa. It's a it's a classic song uh, from our. Uh, previous to last recording and uh, it's gotten great reviews and great reaction Uh, we have a lot of songs that have been popular but this is certainly among one of the ones that people like a lot so uh, play away girl I'm going to let them hear it here we go Todita mi gente se pone bueno el ambiente con la hispánica del barrio. Sabor, movimiento de cintura, con sabor a salsadura, agradable al paladar.
tradición y sabrosura para que tú puedas gozar something else uh, <laughs> well if I'd like to say good, that you uh, go ahead I was I was gonna say if it sounds good which it does because I, I wouldn't put out anything I don't absolutely love it sounds even better in person Deidre that's the amazing oh thing. I know I know <laughs> so uh, I, I would like I also to see. go ahead go ahead no, I want people to really, you know, hopefully come out on October 28th. It. And, you know, I guarantee you're going to have an awesome time. You know, not, imagine that that's us, but you also get the benefit to, to hear one of the best groups from Cuba. They're not in the United States too often. And uh, it's going to be a unique and historic concert simply for that reason alone, you know. Um, you, you hear Elito Reve y su charangón from Cuba in Spanish Harlem Orchestra, all in one evening. That's pretty amazing. In a great venue. Uh, Lehman Performing Arts Center is a great venue. Right, and I want to say to folks, get your tickets. So if you want to call the box office, the Lehman Center box office number is 718-960-8833 or go online at www.lehmancenter.org. And I'll repeat the number again, 718-960-8833. So Get your tickets. You know, and I also want to cover another aspect of yourself because it seems like you have challenged yourself and stepped out musically, working with Paul Simon as a musical director, a conductor, arranger, and producer for his uh, pop rock Broadway musical, The Cape Man. Tell me about that. Well, that was an incredible experience for me. I feel so thankful that I was uh, be I was able to you know form that association with Paul who's who's still a really good friend of mine and, and colleague and I tell people that I earned my doctorate's degree in musical theater doing that mm-hmm. show and I'm not saying that just to say it I really feel in my heart it was such an incredible experience for me to be able to work with all the amazing people that were involved in that project and be exposed to so many creative minds that were involved as well in terms of uh, every aspect of what that show was, um, that I literally, it was such an incredible learning experience. And for me, Deidre, I mean, I was thrust in that situation by Paul, who when it came time, he said, hey, because we had been working together for three years before it uh, came out. And he told me, hey, we're ready to go. Uh, You want to be musical director? You know, I'd like for you to be musical director. And, And I had never aspired to be in musical theater um, from my background and my upbringing, but it was such an incredible experience. I was in in charge of 23 musicians in the orchestra and 45 uh, cast members in the show. So what an incredible responsibility. And for me, the music that we produced to this day, I'll stand by it. It was some of the most amazing music on Broadway. 
obviously the show was ill-fated and had a lot of issues that went beyond, you know, the actual music, but uh, the music itself was uh, certainly acclaimed, world-acclaimed, and, uh, uh, you know, um, a lot of people said it was some of the best music they had heard on Broadway. So I'm really extremely proud of that. Well, you must have been really into it because then you went on with Gloria Estevan on your feet. That did get critical. Yeah, that was the more recent thing. I did that a couple of years ago. Really proud of that as well because the show is a great show for people who got to see it on Broadway. It just ended a a little over a two-year run. It's now on tour all over the world. But it's a show that I was involved in doing orchestrations and arrangements and working closely with Gloria and Emilio. And for me, uh, again, um, just as a strictly... um, objective person watching the show a hundred times like I watched it because uh, uh, when we were in the process of making it, we got to see the show and and and, and uh, tweak it as we went along. And I loved it. I thought they got it right. I, think, I thought they made the story really engrossing and very interesting. And her music uh, translated incredibly well to a Broadway stage and it turned out to be a great show again. Something I'm extremely proud of, Deidre. Well, with four guys named Jose, when I heard that name, I said, this must be a comical uh, musical, was it? It was, uh, yes. I mean, it was, it was, it was comedy. <clears throat> it had all aspects. It was, certainly there was a comedic aspect to it. But certainly, uh, I would say the more important than the comedic aspect was the music. So another show that I was involved in, that was Off-Broadway. I'm very proud of that show as well. Uh, It lasted for a few years, and it got a lot of great reviews and worked with some good people on that as well. And you did La Lupe. As well, I I helped arrange the music for that show and and supervised as well. Uh, and that came from working with another one that was a huge hit off Broadway in New York City called Quien Mato a Hector Lavoe, Who Killed Hector Lavoe. Uh, that was a huge success. Uh, lasted for, so it was sold out for two years straight in a small theater in New York, the Puerto Rican Traveling Theater, but uh, got a lot of great reviews from that show. So, for me to be able to translate my uh, efforts and my work and my, my talent to musical theater, especially having said, like I did earlier, that it was nothing I really aspired to do or was even familiar with, it's uh, uh, something I'm, I'm really proud of all these years later. Well, you, you aspire greater, well, I won't say greater than that, but you went into the film documentary uh, genre with the mango tree and Ring of Fire for HBO and the uh, Emilio Griffin story and Cuban Roots, the Bronx stories. Can you tell me a little of that? Yeah, Emil Griffith. Uh, yes, uh, that's just me uh, being given the opportunity to do some music for film. Uh, I think that my talent... You scored, um, right? You scored and composed it. Yeah, I, I, I scored those. And for me, it was another opportunity to lend my talents to a different medium, a different genre. And mm-hmm. uh, the fact that uh, it worked on that level is 
uh, I don't know, just another exciting, you know, blessing for me uh, mm-hmm. to be able to Feather in your cap. lend my talents in a different, different. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, I think that if you're, you know, you're a good musician and you have vision and you have concept and you have genuine, you know, passion for what you do, I think that your music can translate into whatever medium. You know, for me, those are all challenges, and I enjoy challenges. So uh, they presented opportunities for me as a musician that I would have never gotten otherwise uh, if I wasn't uh, building, you know, little by little a career in music as, as I have now, 40 years, you know, now. So. Well, I think your enthusiasm and passion has gone into your music and in tr- translates to the audience in their dance steps and their appreciation of of your sound and uh I'm certainly looking forward to to it but we're getting into the end of the show so uh do you want to repeat your your website or 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 are you on uh, any social media that people can look you up Sure uh my website is Oscar Hernandez Music my name and music oscarhernandezmusic.com uh, you can find okay. my new record there as well, and you know, and you can find out what I've done and and listen to my music, please. I mean, if anything else, I want people. I just want to expose people to the music, and then you can form your own judgments as as you will. I trust that you're going to form a positive judgment because I love the music that I that I do. And for those well, you of mentioned you a new record. Spanish, what is the name of it? It's called The Art of Latin Jazz. Oscar Hernandez, The Art of Latin Jazz. And it's with some great musicians uh, that are featured on it. And if you want, uh, if you're interested in Spanish Harlem Orchestra, then it's the name of the band.com, SpanishHarlemOrchestra.com. You can go online and find out more about the band, the members of the band, who are some of the top-notch musicians of our genre that I'm proud to share a stage with and uh, proud to have them as part of what we do the agenda that we've set forth in terms of a, a group, uh, in terms of a band, you know, who's uh, passionate and who has uh, a deep commitment to the history and legacy of what our music is. And that's what we're about. And for me, uh, it doesn't get any better than that, Deirdre. You know, Spanish Harlem Orchestra is is a band to be reckoned with, you know, in, in the world. We've played world stages all over the world. We played, you know, a lot of great jazz festivals and world festivals and we've uh proved our weight in terms of who we are. And I'm really proud of that. You know, for me from where I came from, the South You Bronx, should be. A mm-hmm. poor family a family of eleven, you know, a group growing up poor music saved my life. And uh what can I tell you? I'm I'm a proud uh, member of uh of uh, that sector of people who have gone you know on from you know poor beginnings to do really well and and I'm about giving you become back a Grammy to, award know, so winner about, well I'm a three-time Grammy award winner so I'm <laughs> gonna tell you that's, that's right uh, across 110th street and, well I know there I, I mentioned too across 110th street uh well across 110th uh, street is one Viva La Tradición is two and I also won a Grammy with Ruben Blades uh, Cesar Salal World Tour uh, CD that we did. So uh, that's three Grammys for me. Uh, wow. All of, you know, music that uh, I'm really extremely blessed to have been a part of. Well, let's hope there's more. You're, you've been, oh, you're going to be celebrating your 15th year anniversary at, at Lehman Center? 
I just want to mention that. We're celebrating, that's part of what we're celebrating on October 28th. So uh, people, mm-hmm. uh, and we have a lot of fans. So there are fans uh, who have followed us throughout the years who know uh, the excellent, uh, you know, uh, concept of the music that we bring and they've become fans and they're going to see the culmination of what those 15 years have produced 15 years later on that night. Uh, certainly, um, wow. it's a nice it's gonna be legacy on fire. that we're proud of. Yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Deirdre, we're we're extremely you know uh, excited about that evening and and for us to be able to do that and at the same time feature you know a mano a mano in a friendly way with a band one of the best bands from Cuba, you know is going to be awesome. So don't miss yeah, it. I'm whatever you do. I'll be there. And, support, and, be, and there's nothing like <laughs> witnessing live music. I'm telling you, uh, when you see it in front of you and you can feel it and almost touch it, you know, uh, and hear uh, it live, there's no experience that comes close well, to that. Well, it gives so, an energy uh, out that sets everybody up fire. I mean, everybody gets into it and excited by it. It's, it's nothing like that kind of energy when the band connects with the audience. Without a doubt, and that's something we've been privy to and have been fortunate to have experienced so much in the last 15 years, I can't even tell you. It goes beyond, you know, I tell people that, you know, we earn a living doing this and, and I make money, but for me, you know, I make the money and I spend it. So that's of course, not it's the your joy. Part. The, impo- the important part is to be able to share the experiences with people and have that, you know, passionate exchange between, you know, artists and audience that is, uh, is, uh, you can't duplicate that, you know, and it's a genuine thing. And the feedback that I get from people after shows is priceless. So it goes beyond any kind of money. And uh, I'm a blessed man, girl. (laughs) You are blessed. I think anybody that lives for their joy is, is blessed. Yeah, I want to thank you for coming on my show. Um, We're gonna the curtain has dropped and we're about to go, but I thank you so much for being my guest, Oscar Hernandez. Well, thank you. Talking about the Spanish Harlem Orchestra. All the people, uh, listeners, and fans of Blake Radio, God bless you. Keep doing it. Keep supporting live music. Keep supporting this show. Hopefully, we'll cross paths. In the very near future, like October 28th. How's that? Come say hi to me. I'll come say hi to you. Uh, you I'll arrange it to go backstage and just at least shake your hand. Yeah, I'll actually I'll be at the end of the show. We're, we'll be selling merchandise and CDs. So, you know, I'll be exchanging with the audience. It's something I like to do. So uh, please oh, okay. do that. You'll and be in I the look lobby. forward to shaking your hand. All right. We'll see you in the lobby then. So, uh, again, I thank you for coming on my show. This is the Blake Radio Network Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Schuler, And I want to thank my listeners for making my topic topically yours. And you know what? I'm going to end the show by playing another one of the Spanish Harlem Orchestra's uh, piece, and that's You and the Music. And that's the one you did with uh, Joe Lovato and Chicory. Joe Lovano and Chick Corea, yes, uh, two of the most greatest jazz artists of our times saying yes to Spanish Harlem Orchestra and wanting to be part of what we do and lending their talent to be part of a track on our record. So what can I tell you? Again, it doesn't get better than that for me. You know, Chick, as a pianist, Chick Corea is 
top of the heap. So listen oh, yeah, to the musicianship on this. Indeed. And this is jazz. This is jazz. This is Latin jazz. This is Latin jazz. Okay, folks, be in for the, here's your treat, you and the music. Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. 